0: Hey everybody, it's Charles from HumbleMechanic.com. Today, taking your questions on R32s, DSG leaks, engine noises, and more. This is episode 262 of the Humble Mechanic Podcast. Alright, in order to get a question on a show like this, be sure to email me, charles, at HumbleMechanic.com. Put question for Charles in that subject line. Ask your question right at the top, then give me some space and give me the details of said question that helps out a ton while going through all the emails and questions that I do get. Normally, this is where I say there are audio-only versions of this and many other videos available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google, or at HumbleMechanic.com, but I'm having some website issues right now, so there will probably not be an audio version of this show for a little bit, but stay tuned for that. Let's talk about the sponsor of the day, which is CRP Automotive. CRP deals in a ton of OE maintenance and repair parts, timing belt kits, suspension components, and even fluids. In fact, they make the factory DSG fluid for Volkswagen and Audi. So check them out at crpautomotive.com. Just like with the audio podcast, the crew membership is having some issues right now, so I'm working through all of that. I'll probably run a sale to make up for you guys not being able to sign up for that. If you do want to check it out, though, you can hit the link down in the description. All right, that's wrapped up. Let's hit these questions. First one up is from Matt. Hey, Charles, how do you fix a DSG fluid leak out of the Mechatronics electrical connector. I have a 2008 GTI, BPY, DSG. Every auto manufacturer needs to add more acronyms because I don't think we have enough. With about 128K, when I went to change my oil, I noticed some DSG fluid on the bottom of the transmission and traced it up to the Mechatronics electrical connector. I've tried unplugging and replugging, but it still leaks. I did my own DSG fluid at 100K a couple years ago using the uh, measure and refill method. I do my own oil changes, so I only noticed it last change is there a seal in the connector or do i have to take the mech unit cover to get the seal is there a part number for the seal any extra info is appreciated thanks matt okay matt there's two different issues we could be experiencing both leaks both at that connector for the mechatronics unit that barrel style connector there are o-rings i believe two o-rings on the outside of that connector that the pan goes around so you have the barrel connector the oil pan actually goes over it and covers it so there's a hole in the top of the pen. I don't know, about yay big like that. Those two seals are replaceable separate. Uh, I don't have the part number handy. I'll try and drop it in the description or down down here in the text. Uh, Otherwise, you can call your local dealership and see if you can get them from there. So that's one place we may be leaking. That's actually the better of the two places we may be leaking because the other place is actually through the electrical connector, which it sounds like may be what you're experiencing. If you unlock and remove that electrical connector and look inside the wiring harness side, you see a bunch of fluid in that connector, you're probably leaking through the electrical connector. I've also seen it where it pools up inside the mechatronics unit, the other side that's actually bolted to the transmission connector as well. There's like a tiny little vent hole or weep hole that uh, apparently fluid can leak past. Unfortunately, at least from my experience, the repair for that is a mechatronics unit, which is not awesome and it's not cheap. They're actually super easy to replace; they're just really, really expensive. You know, I don't know, fifteen hundred bucks, two grand. There were a couple of different mechatronic part numbers, so it may depend on which one your car has. Today, there may actually be some reman units that are a little bit cheaper. Uh, I don't really, really know because again, there were a handful of different part numbers for that mechatronics unit. The best thing to do would be to call your local dealership get a quote on the part, the whole mechatronics unit with the bolts and the gasket for the pan and the bolts for the pan. Those bolts for the pan are very, very soft, so I'd go ahead and replace those two. They may be torque to yield as well. I don't really remember, um, but you know, a couple extra bolts when you're spending two grand on a part, who cares anyway, right? Uh, I have not found any where that rebuilds them. I have not found anywhere, anyone that's found a solution for this problem. At least a good solution you know maybe a dab of silicone in that little tiny hole that may or may not fix it but it's going to be temporary if it is at least i imagine what would i do if this was my car i'd probably put a mech unit in it i would grumble and gripe and groan about it the entire time but that's probably what i would do you know something i just thought of is there was a period of time where those mech units were under a warranty extension it was either 10 years 100 miles or 10 years 120,000 miles Take your VIN. Again, call your local dealership and ask them to run the VIN and see if there's any warranty extension on it. If you're past that, call VW and see if they can give you some assistance. This is an expensive repair. Your car is 11 years old. You may get nothing, but guys, it's always worth it, in my opinion, for that phone call. It's free to make the phone call other than a little bit of time, and if they can either cover it for you or give you some assistance. I think that's well worth the time and energy to make that phone call. Remember, as always, the person you're talking to on the other side of that phone had nothing to do with your car braking, so be cool to them. The idea is to get them to wanna help you, not feel like they have to. You'll get better results that way. So hopefully for you, man, it's just the seals on the outside of the barrel connector where it's leaking around the pan, but if you got standing fluid inside the connector, eh, not a good thing it's probably going to need a mech unit if there are any other repairs that will take care of that fluid leaking through the barrel connector on the dsgs guys do me a favor if you know post it down in the comments let's try and give matt a hand and another option other than do nothing or replace the entire mech unit all right next one up is from Freddie. hey charles i have a 2013 a4 and the engine is making a rattling noise as a link to the video i think it's the cambridge screen that has come out so cylinder 4 is not getting enough oil If the cambridge screen comes out of the cambridge, how do I find it and remove it from the engine head? Thanks, Freddie. Dang, Um, so I listened to Freddie's video. I have a really hard time pinpointing noises in videos, and there's a handful of reasons. One, you know, your phone, wherever you're holding it, is in a static position. When we're listening and trying to diagnose it in real life, we're able to do this, we are move our head around, maybe we grab a stethoscope or a long screwdriver and amplify these noises and see what we can do to change it. When we rev the engine up, does it change? When we throttle it down, does it change? What does it sound like underneath versus up top? These are all ways that if I had the vehicle, I would be listening to the noise. When we're listening to it in a video, we're stuck with the static place. You're holding your thing and it, your your thing, holding your phone or your camera, and are we holding it like this? Are we holding it like this? Are we tilting it? You know, that's some things you oftentimes can't tell. Plus the microphone distorts the sound. Plus the speaker that I'm listening to it distorts the sound. All that to say, it can be very hard to diagnose properly a noise via a video or an audio recording. But based on what you did send me over, boy, that noise does not sound very good. So what are we gonna do to confirm that this is what's going on? Odds are that screen is out, okay? I don't think that that's necessarily what's causing it. In fact, Again, based on the the video, it's really hard to tell. It almost sounds like it's a bottom end noise because it's a heavier clunk noise than a high speed tap noise, uh, like traditionally comes from the top of the cylinder head. But let's take your question as it is. If we want to find that screen, first thing we do is we pull the upper timing cover off. Second thing we do is we pull that cambridge off. Watch my two liter teardown video, and uh, I'll walk you through exactly how to do that and what tools you need. Then what we're going to do is we're going to take that screen or take that cambridge, and we're going to go, oh crud, the screen's not in it. And then we're going to look right down below it and see if we can find it. If it's all the way back in the head, we can take the vacuum pump off the back. This is one place where working on the VW is way easier than working on the Audi because now we're working right up against the firewall where in the Volkswagen or the A3, we have a transverse mount so there's a little bit more room. I've seen those screens be inside the vacuum pump as well. If we don't see it there, uh, we can take a little bit of compressed air and blip through the oil galley and see if we can get the screen to shoot out. Um, Technically, if that screen is not in place and you can't find it, the car is supposed to get a new intake cam, a new spool valve. The spool valve is actually another place we want to look for that screen. That's the counter-threaded piece that actually controls oil to our timing, uh, our cam adjuster. If we're really worried about this and that noise does not sound healthy, we're going to have to do even more engine teardown. If that's the case and it's starving number four for oil, you probably need a cylinder head because there's gonna be potential damage to each camshaft, to the cam bridge, the ladder up on top that functions kinda of like a valve cover, and the cylinder head. And we need to know this before we put any parts on the car. We can, of course, do the teardown, but before we put any parts on this car, we need to make sure that we're not wasting money replacing a part here, when we actually need to replace all of it instead. Now, you have a 2013. These cars have a five-year 60K warranty. I don't know how many miles you have you could very well still be under warranty. You could very well be under this timing chain thing. I don't really know. You want to get someone to look at the car that is a VW Audi specialist. I would also call Audi with your VIN and see if you're under warranty. Because guys, you know, I hate to say, I don't know the answer, call Audi, call Volkswagen to solve your problem. But if there's any chance at all you could get some assistance if it's full paid if it's half if it's five dollars off it's worth the phone call to know for sure rather than making a repair and finding out two years later hey you could have gotten that for free there are a couple of special tools that this teardown requires which you can buy them on amazon i'll link them up they're pretty cheap if you want to do it yourself otherwise you know this may be something better left to someone with experience in this engine luckily Audi has a lot of experience with this engine. The other thing I'm just now thinking and remembering about the uh, the A4, and I don't remember quite what year this stopped, but oil consumption issues. So do we want to put a cylinder head on it and still have oil consumption issues? That's something else you want to look at, too. So my gut says I would take this and get it properly and fully inspected. You're probably going to have to pay for a diagnosis fee of whatever, but at least you'll know for sure what it's going to take to get your car fixed rather than loading up our parts cannon and just blasting parts on it until it's fixed. Alright, next one up is from Adrian. Are the R32s relatively reliable with no major issues, and what to look out for seeing it's an R32 slash VR6 configuration? Also, at what point do major services happen? I've been doing a lot of research on the Mark V VW Golf 2004 to 2009. The R32 of that generation has caught my attention. Also, after seeing ownership of your overview, it makes me thinking of getting one as my daily. So what do you think? Uh, Adrian, great question, love the R32. Our years are a little bit off. 2004 R32 is gonna be a Mark IV, which is what I have, like this guy right here. 2008 is the Mark V. So depending on which one we're talking about, really depends on some of the more common problems. Luckily for you, The R32, either way, whether it's my vintage or the uh, Mark V, is a pretty solid car. There are a handful of things that we want to make sure we're taking a look at. We need to look at the normal stuff, right? Suspension bushings, which is going to be more problematic on the Mark IV than the Mark V. Brakes, tires, suspension links, not just bushings, tie rod ends, that kind of stuff. Uh, What does under the hood look like? Is everything there? Do we have any oil leaks? Do we have any coolant leaks? Do both cooling fans work? All very, very common uh, common R32 things on both Mark IV and Mark V. Focusing more on the Mark V, it's an automatic, it's a DSG. The mech units did have a recall on it many, 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 many years ago, and they're probably all taken care of by now. And the newest ones are much better than, uh, or the, I should say, post-recall, I guess, is better than the earlier ones pre-recall, were. of course they are. At this point in time, you're probably going to be buying one that's mild up, so I might be concerned about clutch wear. Uh, inside the DSG box, but I'd be as concerned about that in the DSG box as I would about a manual transmission clutch. So, either way, I'd be concerned about that. Right now, some of the biggest things you're going to encounter are lack of maintenance. Uh, On the Mark V, the headliners falling down was insanely common. Starts at the back and works its way forward. It's actually happening on a lot of mark 4s too guys remember the new the 04s are 15 years old the uh the other ones are what is that make them 11 years old and uh they're old and who knows what they've been through in their life personally i think the mark 4 is a nicer car i think it's more fun to drive but the mark 5 is actually a pretty cool car too especially if you want an automatic so dude if you're looking at a mark 5 i say go for it you can actually get a mark 5 in the same condition, cheaper than you probably can on Mark IV, because the market for the Mark IVs is going up and up and up. Sorry if that's my fault, but I'm not really that sorry at all. I'm only sorry when I go to buy my next one is the only time I'll really be sorry. But I do love the Mark IV R32. It's been such a great car to have. If you're not 100% sure of this vehicle, right, whether it's Mark IV, Mark V, doesn't matter, period, whatever car you're looking at, find a local VW Audi specialty shop and take the car there. I could make 10 videos on all the problems that Mark fours or Mark fives, whatever have. That doesn't mean your car doesn't have something else wrong with it. That doesn't mean that all the things that I rattle off aren't perfect on your car. Every time you guys are spending more than a couple thousand bucks, like two grand on a car, pay the hundred bucks, get a pre-purchase inspection before, before, before you buy the car. That way, if there is a deal breaker, you can walk away. Or what's even better, is if you know the technician finds like six little knick things, now you have some ammunition to get that price down a little bit. I've done so many pre-purchase inspections on cars and had all the results, right? Everywhere from wow, this car's in amazing shape, you should buy it, to I wouldn't even take this car on a test drive, let alone buy it, right? Uh, and everywhere in between, and sometimes this is, hey, you bought a car that you should have had inspected beforehand and didn't, and now you got a $3,000 bill on top of the money you just spent on buying the car. So I've had it work all the ways. I've had customers be able to walk away without you know, getting trapped in a car they didn't want, and people really, really win for having an awesome car, and what a extra boost of confidence to get a stamp of approval from a technician that knows those cars don't take this the wrong way for what i'm about to say next but i would not take this to a general service place unless there was a dude or a chick there that was a VW chick or dude find a specialty shop or take it to the dealer i know so many people hate the dealership and i kind of get it but it also ticks me off because the dealerships in often cases the technicians really do know the car as well There's some great independent shops out there there's some great dealerships out there there's some scumbag independent shops and scumbag dealerships hopefully you have one in your area that's really really good and i'm not going to rant about people hating the dealerships anymore that just bugs me when i hate that word stealership drives me insane but for real they're great cars are a lot of fun you can make them sound really good for not a ton of money you're not going to make it all that fast without spending a bunch of money but who cares the fun factor is what it's all about on those cars for me also maintenance right you want to make sure the maintenance has been done and if not you want to jump on it. Chains is one, timing chains is one that a lot of people say, you got to do it right now. And I'm in the camp of eh, they're not problematic like the Mark threes. They're surely not problematic like the two liters. but that's something you do want to consider getting done. You know, mine's at 150. I'm guessing in the next 10,000 miles, I'll probably be doing those timing chains. Hopefully not because I have to, but because it's the right maintenance or preventative maintenance thing to do at the time. All right, last one of the day. Didn't give me a name, but no problem there. When i changed the plugs and coils on my cc i noticed a bit of oil is this normal it's a 2010 cc with a 2.0 tsi ccta engine i heard it doesn't have a valve cover so is the pcv my problem or could it be a known issue also what kind of plugs does the car call for iridium or platinum all right so they sent me some pictures which is awesome here's what i'm looking at for the spark plugs Honestly, I wouldn't sweat this all that much. There is a little bit of oil residue on the spark plug. Yes, that can cause a problem. Yes, that can cause a misfire, hot spotting on the spark plug and things like that. But this is so minor that I wouldn't worry a ton about it. What's probably happened is one of two things. Either the cam bridge, the girdle, depending on how you call it, the piece up on the top that looks like a valve cover could be leaking oil. They're really common to leak oil. It's not as common to leak down in the spark plug wells as it is to leak down the front of the engine, um, but it does happen. If that's the case, that whole bridge is gonna need to be resealed. For as little oil as you have on that spark plug, I probably wouldn't do it if that's the only place you have oil. Now, if there's oil dripping down the front and then now you got a coolant leak or dripping down the back and you know, it's smoking every time you get on the throttle. OK, now we need to reseal it. But if this is the only place you're seeing any kind of problem, probably not worth going ahead and fixing. But what I would do is I would put start putting some money aside because you're going to want to fix that eventually. Now, the other thing I'm thinking off the top of my head is this could be oil that someone spilled, right? Maybe we're pouring oil in and the little floppity nozzle for the oil can goes flying and gets some on the valve cover or the cam bridge or the cam girdle and goes past the seal and now gets a little bit on the spark plug. If that's the case, not a big deal. Clean it up and move on. Also, maybe take it to somewhere that's going to be a little more careful with spilling engine oil uh, while they're doing an oil change. As far as what spark plugs, guys, always on stock vehicles, stock VWs and Audis. Whatever Volkswagen or Audi says to put in the car is the best spark plug to put in the car. When you get modified and tunes and stage two and upgraded turbos, then what we do is we look to the tuner and say, hey, what spark plugs are you guys running? Because they should have done the testing without you having to do the testing. For me, in my experience, 15 years or whatever fixing VW and Audi, the plugs that function the best in the car are the ones that when you go to the, um, the parts catalog, it says, here's the part number. You take those, and you install them, and those work the best. If you're putting Champion or Autolite or those kind of things on stock Volkswagen Audis, I've seen none of them work properly, right? There might be some out there and that are just fine. It's cool. Um, unfortunately, those that means that you're probably spending a bunch of money on spark plugs. They're generally not that cheap. You can use the dealership part number or the OE part number and buy like the NGK or the Bosch equivalent, that's fine. The only difference there is usually it doesn't have VW Audi logo stamped on it. It's going to be the same part spark plug. But you don't need the 4 Fire or the Split V or whatever you know hotness spark plug that's out now. Get the one that the car's supposed to have. It's almost every case. It's going to run better. Again, on stock cars, when you get modified, different situation. So we take the modifications into account and whatever the tuner's been running and recommends that's probably the route we want to go. Now, this could be a great experiment, though, to see do different spark plugs function better or worse in my 2010 CC. But if you're straight up just looking to put some spark plugs in it that are the right plugs, get the stuff the factory recommends that's going to be your best bet, at least from what I've seen. All right, guys, I'm going to wrap it up there. Questions, comments, drop them down below. If you like the video, hit that thumbs up button. Don't forget to subscribe. If you've watched this long, you've probably already subscribed. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for watching, and I'll talk to you again next time.